What's good, family? What's good? What's You're happening? now listening to the Kitchen Couch Podcast with me, Nathan Nice, a.k.a. The Light Skin Bourdain, giving you the three C's that you need. That's culture, comedy, and cuisine. And you already what know else? cannabis because you know your boy be smoking. You heard me? TheKitchenCouch.com. Black journalism matters. You, you already me? know. And throw your boy, your boy a couple dollars. Nathan Nice on Venmo. Thank you. I only interview real ones. The Kitchen Couch. Nathan Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We going, going. Let's go live. With Mafioso. What's good, what's good, it's Nathan Nice on the motherfucking Kitchen Couch Podcast, we back at it again, you feel me, you back at it again with the light skin Bourdain, you heard me, you feel me, going live with Mafioso right now, so uh, stay tuned real quick, let me get some people added to this live, uh, let's see, oops, boom, You feel me? BA. Shout out to BA Bad. Shout out to B Cole. Shout out to Mr. Artistic. Shout out to Mika Tag. Uh, <clears throat> shout out to Dub20. I'm going to get you fuck with you. Shout out to Fade Al Luciano. My nigga Astronomar. Shout out to Gabby Knight. Uh, Swiggle Mandela. PH Wax. What's happening, brother? Keezy. What's up, Keezy? Zilla. How you doing it, brother? Gifted Gab. How you doing, Millimoto? I'm going to have you on soon. Vegan Mob, always a pleasure. T. Lou. Reg D. Ready Ron. Yeah, man. All right. We're going live with Mafioso. <clears throat> What's up, Goon? How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Man, <clears throat> just... Give me just tapping in right now. Just uh, got your uh, album, uh, the collection plate bumping in the background right now. Hey, will you turn up your uh, turn up your uh, volume real quick? There we go. Cool. Got you. So, man, <clears throat> I'm Nathan Nice from the Kitchen Couch Podcast. I interview lots of dope ass people. Uh, uh, artists, chefs, you feel me? All all type of entrepreneurs, everything, you know. People that that uh that got some that that's that's starting their own wave and they're they're going against the grain, but at the same time they're 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 making they're paving their own way. So B A Bat, shout out to B A Bat. He put me on to you. I interviewed him for the podcast. It was a dope. We had a dope little session, and uh, he put me on to you. And he said you would be a good person to interview and fuck with. So I'm tapping into you now. And so, you know, the floor is yours, brother. I'm going to ask you a couple questions and just, you know what I mean? I'll probably be hitting this vape pen and, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Shout out, shout out to, uh, to my family, the VA dad, man. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. I love that, man. As a chef, I love that shit, too, man. I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. Right. <clears throat> So man, 
First off, where are you from, man? Syracuse, New York, man. Upstate New York. Syracuse, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, growing up in Syracuse, like, what, like... I never been there. What what is it like in Syracuse? Like what it did, how did it influence you? Um Syracuse is a I would say a mid-sized city. Um not not a lot of outlets, opportunities. The only thing that we really got here, we known for the only thing people really know about is um Syracuse University SU, but that's a totally totally different uh, world compared to the Syracuse that you know what I mean the natives know you know what I'm saying like SU is like surrounded by the hood like no bullshit on all sides you know what I mean the shit is like up on a hill on an island and any direction you go you gonna go to you know basically the ghetto so um the influence from Syracuse uh just Growing up in a, a place that's not huge, so it's like a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Everybody of, knows everybody. A lot of beef and a lot of problems. Like you know, a lot of people uh, from like major cities and shit, they make fun of like smaller cities and things of that nature. But um, what people don't realize, what make small cities that's plagued with like poverty and violence and drugs and shit. What makes it so bad is is the people are a lot more close connected, and it you you guaranteed to basically meet your issues and your problems. And you know what I'm saying? So it's just a constant shit just always happening. You know what I mean? It's, a lot of times it's stupid shit, but yet yeah, still it's just it's a lot of shit happening. So growing up in Syracuse taught me how to like survive. You know what I mean? In 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 a real tough environment, you know what I'm saying, um, but it's home, I love it, you know what I'm saying, I, I wouldn't change the experience for nothing, because, you know, it helped create who I am as a person, and, you know what I mean, it also created that hunger, because right. we, we never really had nothing from here. Right, now I feel that, you know, um, it kind of makes you, kind of makes you have to man up quicker than you you know, than than it, than the average bear. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. That's so a fact. Kind of had to uh, man up. I so me, I, I'm from Seattle, um, the south end of Seattle. Um, it's kind of, you know, when you think of Seattle, it's not necessarily like hood ghetto. You feel me? But it's it's snaky. It's very snaky, yeah. and nah. it, it there's a lot of. You also think like liberal, but it ain't like that liberal. You know what I mean? Like it's right, like, right, right, oh right. yeah, we're all good, everything's good, but really like there's so much pockets of money that you're never gonna touch. You know what I mean? That's you a fact. you grow up That's seeing it. Oh, thank you, baby. You grow up seeing it, and you and you're just like, you're like, what am I gonna do? But at the same time, entrepreneurship is really bred out here too. It's really. Right. It's, right. it's, it's really like, you know, you could go work a job, but you make sure you have a side hustle and everybody's kind of like living, trying to make their lifestyle, their main style, you know what I mean? And so, right. um, it, it's, it's a really interesting place because I think like there's a lot of gentrification going on too right now. Like, um, yeah, that's just happening everywhere. 
And I mean, can you gentrify a place like Syracuse? Are they starting to get to that type of level? Uh, they 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 they've been in motion. Um, I want to say for the past five six years, they've been in motion. Um, like I said, you got Syracuse University. Um, right now Syracuse University and a hospital we got. Um, like the biggest hospital we got in Syracuse is called Upstate. Those two are basically playing Monopoly in the city. You know what I mean? Mm. If one ain't acquiring some shit, the other one is. So, you know, um, what they trying to do, and they've been working at this shit, you know, through uh, strategic ways. Like, uh, we had a, a lot of RICO, RICO law sweeps, like back and back and back. We probably had like seven or eight different Damn. RICO law sweeps from different gangs and neighborhoods in our city, which didn't qualify for RICO statute, but, you know, it was a part of a way to clean up the town because they really want to make this shit like a tourist attraction in, in a college city, you know what I mean? It, the, there's a lot of things happening in Syracuse, but it's not for the natives, like, the shit ain't for us, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, um, where I was born and raised, um, is, 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 is the south side of Syracuse, New York, which we call down the way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and this ain't no bias shit. I mean, I mean, you got the north side, you got the east side, you got the west side. And not taking nothing away from nobody. But historically, my side of town has been, always been the worst side. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And even out of these Rico sweeps, if, if it was like eight sweeps, six neighborhoods was from my side of town. You know what I mean? So that's just facts. That's not me trying to make my side of time this is just this is just what the fuck it is and anybody from anywhere else can't argue it you know what i'm saying right but um they basically use that as a way to cleaning up the city quick because they were building a mall well they were adding on to a mall we already had a mall but they were expanding the mall which again this isn't a, a tourist attraction right um mm-hmm. they started pushing out pushing like big <clears throat> wide apartment buildings um, towers and shit. So again, you got upstate, you got SU both fighting over different spots. Some spots was for students. And then upstate had students going to the hospital, learning to be doctors and shit. So they housings for them. So yeah, we dealing with it. And, mm. and, and, and right now, they've acquired so much around like downtown, um, around the university, around the hospitals. Now they're pushing further, and they're actually pushing further on my side of town, on, on the south side. So, like, for an example, we wake up one day, and, and the main street that runs through, like, the heart of the city, which is called South Salina, was a two-way, uh, uh, well, it was a two-lane street on both sides. Right. And then they wind up turning this into a bicycle lane, you know what I'm saying? So now it's just one lane, but growing up, me and my homies used to be fucking 20, 30 deep as kids riding bikes down the street. Right. Like, you know what I mean? We've been right. riding. That, that shit is, that shit's not for us. Right. Right. It's for, for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we definitely experiencing it right now. And, and, and the sad thing about my city is my city is kind of like a bubble in a sense of a lot of shit's been happening in Syracuse forever, like, before my time, you know what I'm saying, 
and it just kind of stayed in the city. There was never no media outlets. There wasn't any way for anybody outside to know what was going on. So, you know, the people who've been in control, the powers that be downtown and shit like that, you know, they've been doing a lot of a lot of fucked up shit and a lot of foul shit in this city. And my community has never been bared any good fruit. We just always kind of take the L's and we always kind of left out of shit. So the whole gentrification shit, most of my city don't even really realize that it's happening right up under their nose. Me, I was blessed to move down south to Atlanta when I was 17. So me living in Atlanta for eight years, seven years, whatever, I got to watch it happen in Atlanta back in 04, 05. Mm, you get what I'm saying? Right. So I got to see it happen in a bigger city. So I understand. Right. But who's to say if I didn't lead to a bigger place where it was more shit happening that I would have been able to recognize it. You get what I'm saying? Right, so right. It's, hap- it's happening in Syracuse. It's happening right now. When, right, right. Um, they just doing a lot of shit that's not in the favor of the natives. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's just everything is kind of tailored to college students and tourists and shit like that. And right. it's just making the city worse. You know what I mean? And they can't figure out why the crime is getting as bad as it is because a lot of big companies left. Like, we had Chrysler here. We had um, Carrier. We had a lot of big companies where it used to be a strong middle-class city. And um, for whatever reasons, a lot of these companies downsized, shut down. Some left because they want to pay New York State taxes no more. And it's like the streets got uglier. You know what I mean? It was always, you know, Syracuse was a get-money city when I was a kid. Like, my father's generation and shit, it was like a get-money city. There was beef back then, but it wasn't nearly as bad. Now it's like, like motherfuckers is out here fighting for crumbs. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just it's, it's way worse, man. And that that shit, but it's definitely taking place. That gentrification shit, fucking right. our city up. Right. Now I feel that. Hey, those tuning in right now, I'm interviewing Mafioso. He just uh, got a new album out. Uh, I don't know how long your album is. I've been out, but uh, we're listening to Collection Plate. So. That's his most I recent. Juneteenth, man. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. That's, okay. That's, yeah, drop it. that's a good. That's a good friends. ass. That's a good. That's a perfect time to do it too, cause I'm I'm kicking. You know, I got I got it in the background. I'm kicking some of the knowledge that you're that you're uh, that you're fucking with, and you're kind of on that ba bad like wave, and I, I I love that shit. Like I like that the rhyme structure, and I was gonna ask you, you know, growing up in Syracuse and now living in Atlanta, how do you feel like you kind of like. Obviously, you are, you're from where you're from. You're going to be, you know what I'm saying? You're going to rep what you're going to rep. And, like, as far as, like, the type of um, description you're going to be putting on the on the, on the the vinyl, on the wax. But right. do you feel like Atlanta has, like, added anything to, like, your repertoire as far as, like, your, your, fat. your story? Fat. So, like, how, how has it? Go ahead, go ahead. Syracuse, Syracuse taught me how to survive in the trenches, how to navigate through, you know, hell, how to, how to, how to be able to stay on point around, you know, different animals in the jungle. Atlanta taught me how to thrive, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta taught me how to have, you get what I'm saying? Growing up in Syracuse, the only people I seen doing well was, you know, people who worked at Chrysler 
the people who sold drugs. You know what I'm saying? That was the only success I seen growing up. So with me moving to Atlanta, I got to see a whole nother level of success. I got to meet real rich people, real wealthy people. And everybody wasn't rich or wealthy legally. Some dudes was rich illegally. But even those dudes was like own real estate and, and laundry mats and, and car lots and you get what I'm saying? So he wasn't just solely depending off the game. Where I'm from growing up, motherfuckers was just selling drugs. Right. And was successful from just selling drugs. I've right. never seen a drug dealer from my city invest their money into anything other than and create businesses in a sense. You get what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. what Atlanta showed me was Atlanta showed me that that we could have more, we could do more, and it ain't gotta be illegal, ain't gotta be out of the streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, to to, to live life. So, I always tell motherfuckers, that, that's my second home, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 my second home. For basically taking a ceiling off, you know what I'm saying? I, I was, I was, I was driven in ambition where I was from, like, right. in Syracuse, I was always motivated, but, shit just didn't seem real like it, it was like i'm seeing lamborghinis and ferraris and, and, and big houses and shit like that on television so growing up in a, in a in a city that isn't big and you don't have access to those things it, it seems to come off like unrealistic like fake kind of in a sense you know what i'm saying right me mm-hmm. moving down there and seeing the shit to be more common made it seem more realistic and more obtainable you get what i'm saying right. so Atlanta definitely um has a, a impact on you know my hustle, my grind, um even just instilling more black pride. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, there wasn't a lot of black businesses in Syracuse. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a couple, but it wasn't really that many. And then to move down there and see like black people having shit, black people running shit. You know, um mm-hmm. that shit just it has a it has an effect on you. You know what I'm saying? It makes you feel proud. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of your people and you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta helped uh, show me that I could do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? It's just right. really put my mind to it and moving forward. And there's just probably more access to um, black capital, black banks, stuff. So like, if you if if you imagine, <clears throat> I'm pretty much on the dead ass other side of the map you feel me like from atlanta right and from new york i mean maine i'm pretty much the other side so like people think of washington they think of maine kind of too you know what i mean so right. and, and and no it's it's funny because what happened was you used to be able to work in the city and not live that far out of the city so the communities were beautiful. We're like a hippy dippy. Yeah, we got some hoods, we got some shit, you know. But everybody, for the most right. part, is very educated. You go to the most hood, a brother there. I mean, and that goes for any hood. But like in Seattle, there's right. just a certain type of like people are just quick witted. Like, oh my god, okay. So, but then Amazon, Facebook, all these places kind of came in, and it. The, we were when they first came in, we were under the impression that maybe. You know, obviously, you know, go to the University of Washington. That's another big thing. And that's kind of in like a little hood hub kind of area. But then it's like, you know, pay 80,000 
for a bachelor. You know, we we, we niggas in the hood, we ain't paying no fucking eighty thousand. Like, I'd be lucky if I could get some drug money for eighty thousand and have it legit ready for a call. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to those right, who right. do, because I know that I don't. I know there's some. Shout out to them. Right. But you know, and so we're thinking maybe Amazon's gonna come through and maybe we could. You know, sweep their floors or something. Nah, they brought all those jobs from other places. There, I'm sure there's probably some dude from Syracuse working remotely, been working remotely there. Like, he wasn't in the hood, but, like, he just moved to right. Seattle. And now he's like, oh, I'm from Syracuse, but I'm in Seattle now. And then you know what they do? They be like, oh, from Detroit, Atlanta, whatever. Unless they're, like, really proud of where they're from, they, like, after about five years, you ask people where they're from, and they go, oh, I'm from Seattle. And you're like, where are you from from? Like, oh, I'm from... Right. You know, Kansas City, Kansas. And you're like, well, why didn't you just say that? Like, you ain't from right. Seattle. And like, oh, I've been here for like six years. That don't make you from here. That, that don't make you from there. Yeah. You're not a native. Right, you're right. Born and raised there. And it's crazy because not for nothing, one of my, like my first relative, one of my first relatives was born in Tacoma. Shout out to Tacoma. Tag town, he baby. Was raised out here. He was raised in Syracuse, and then, you know, got into his, his, his wild teenager years, whatever, and uh, he moved back back out there with his moms, but um, he winds up moving to Seattle like a few years ago, um, so he's in Seattle now, but he working like, he's in a, the construction union or some shit like oh, that, he's making like whatever, but he's making like big money, you know what I'm saying, but... You know, he wound up going out there, catching a bid, wind up doing some time, got out of jail, and, you know, got his life in order, got his job, da 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 whatever. So, I actually have a family member that is a part of this same shit that you've seen. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I could believe. Connections right there. You feel me? Connections right. off top. And shout out to Tack Town. That's, if you want to talk about, like, where the hood hood's at, it's in Tack Town. Yeah. Tacoma, yeah. Washington, it, they... But but it's weird because it's like I don't know you know like when I when I travel I traveled a little bit outside I went to the south you know I've been to the Midwest a little bit I need to I didn't go to everywhere but the thing about Tacoma is it's got this like in a lot of hoods too it's got this beautiful essence in it like the real where people are real they're not just there's certain different type of hoods like you like. Like, in Tacoma, it's, like, there's, like, this beautiful, like, shit going on. There's comedy clubs and shit. There's right, just so right, There's right. food. There's some black-owned businesses. So, when you go there, like, you, you can go to the hilltop where, you know, you don't want to just be maneuvering right there by yourself unless you know people. But then also, it's, like, you go a couple streets down, and it's, like, you know, it's, like, a black hub, kind of. You're just going right, down and kicking right, it. Right, so, right. it's... It, it, it's got that, that essence in it. And some hoods I've been to where it's just like, you don't want to, there ain't nothing there. There's there's right. no business. There's no, it's like, nothing. Hey, ha ha, yep. <laughs> Shout out to Mika Tang. <laughs> Tacoma in the building. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. And that's even kind of going through gentrification right now too. So, But uh, I think there's enough black people in Tacoma that there will be forever there. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So I, I feel think the same thing. I feel the same thing with with, with, with my city, you know. Um, even like I said, with the whole the Rico sweep and all that shit that they did, it didn't. It didn't. It actually made it worse. You know what I'm saying? And Niggas is I more mad. Like same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like um, the same thing is happening with you know the whole 
you know, trying to acquire certain properties and old apartment buildings. Redlining. Feel like, Redlining. I feel like it's never going to change. Like Syracuse, the, the geographics of it, the inner city is always going to be what it is. And instead of trying to work around us and move us out of the way, like they should incorporate us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of dudes would like to work, you know, these these good paying construction jobs or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of dudes don't wanna hustle no more. You know what I'm saying? They they done been done caught multiple bids or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. They, they you know, dudes getting older. They would rather have a good paying job if they could come across one. So um yeah, I just feel like I feel like a lot of places is just not gonna work. Atlanta, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think places like New York City, I think where where they got over in New York City was that there were a lot of project buildings, you know what I'm saying, that were that were abandoned or halfway vacant. So it was right. it's kinda easier to slip in and, and, and swipe, you know, snatch something like that. Where I'm from there's not a lot of project buildings, it's more, you know, houses and communities. You live so. So there's two different type of hoods. There's this type of hood where it's tall, and there's this type of hood where yep. it's wide. You live in the wide yeah. hood, so like see, we live in the wide. Yeah, Seattle's the same way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them being able to accomplish the goal that they they set out to just because of geographically how it's how it's set up. Now, if it was more taller buildings, more project buildings. And if it was in that same condition, like how New York City was right. or is or whatever, right. I think that they would have a better chance. But I don't see them being able to pull it off. So I want to get into some music right here. Um, shout out to Martian. Shout out my boy Martian. He's in the building. Um, so when you got started rapping, like... Who was the people that you looked up to? Who was the OGs that you looked up to? And, like, what made you motivated to start rapping? Because, you know, I I think right now we're in, like, this kind of black renaissance era where, obviously, niggas, uh, kings, gods, you feel me? We want we want money for, for the art, artistry we're putting down, but it's also, like, we're just going to put it down regardless. Right, right. And then right, we going right. to get the money later. We're going to keep getting the money. We're going to do what we got to do. But we gonna put down the artistry regardless. So like, right. who was who were people that motivated you in this game, and like, who did you take after, and like, who were the big OGs that you know what I'm saying tapped you on the shoulder and shit. Um. Well, my situation is like a little different than everybody else's. Um. My father was a DJ. Um. My father, my father, my uncles, my father friends, like they were hip-hop fanatics, so I've been listening to hip-hop since I was a little kid. I started rapping when I was six years old, you know what I'm saying? So my situation is, like, a lot different. My influence goes back to, you know, N.W.A. and, and, and things of that nature. Fires falling in love with this shit originally was at a very, very young age. Um, Fires being influenced... My influences came, I want to say, more towards, like, my teen era. So, uh, Prodigy, um, Jay. Rest Bob's, in peace, Prodigy. DMX. Um, those, those are, like, the people who influenced my style. You know what I mean? Also, Pop. 
but those were like, you know, I loved a lot, I love a lot of music. I was listening to Outkast, just like I was listening to CNN. I was listening to Master P, just like I was uh, listening to AZ, you know. Uh, that's right. one thing about being from Syracuse, too. We listened to a lot of people's shit, so we just wasn't listening to just East Coast music. Right. We was listening to a lot of different really? music from other places. If it was dope, we was fucking with it. You know okay. what I'm saying? But, um, okay. I gotta say that those ones were the one that kind of helped shape my style and influence me musically because they just grabbed me more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I gotta say Nas, Nas J, Prodigy, DMX, and Pop. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that's definitely a good. That's definitely like quintessential, pretty much, because you know, and you everybody saw that the DMX. Um, who was it? DMX, Snoop Dogg, and I personally, you yeah, know, West Coast. Yeah. I, I, Snoop Dogg is like top ten for me, and like he's one of my favorites. Right. And no, and I and I understood lyrics, lyricism. DMX is killing. Well, I guess maybe Snoop Dogg up until RNG album. DMX is gonna destroy Snoop Dogg after right. from RNG after, like beautiful and all that. Like Snoop Dogg yeah, wasn't spitting yeah, yeah. lyrics after that. Snoop, Snoop has some, some real big records. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but even before, like but Snoop, Snoop. He was, Snoop but he was. Career, his wordplay was crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. After RNG, after uh, Beautiful and all that, he wasn't really like spitting hella bars. He was more like, I'm a father. Like, I'm a father of this shit. Like, it yeah, is what it yeah. is. You know what I mean? So he was just laying down he styles. Fell that, he, he fell into that, 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 that cool ass uncle. You know what I mean? Right. When, when, when you know, you going to the family cookout, you, you looking forward to seeing your funny-ass, cool-ass uncle. Right. You just fell into that pocket, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But yeah, DMX, DMX, DMX. See, one thing that, um... It ain't nothing nice. It ain't nothing nice. It's so safe, yeah. Nothing nice. Nothing nice. I'm nothing nice. It's nothing nice. It's nothing nice. What's more X for you, weird-ass nigga? Weird-ass one thing I identified with, with DMX and Pac that grabbed me the most um, was just the, the passion. People mistake it as just aggression, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's not. You know what I mean? My music is very energetic, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I put a lot of feeling into my shit. So hearing Pac and then, you know, years later, DMX would come along and hearing DMX and DMX being from, you know, the East Coast and, and just raw. I identify with the method to his madness. I'm like, y'all think, you know, he's just crazy, but the man, like, that's, he's honestly stating how he feels, and he's just pouring out his heart, so I just got it, you know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that's the one thing that he had over a lot of people, you know what I mean? Even Pac, like, they, they just had over a lot of people. You didn't listen to DMX. You didn't listen to Pac. You felt them. Right. And that was the, that's the thing that I took from them too. That's, that's the, cause I, I, I took something from all five of those names I gave. I took something, a key thing from them and right. brought it all together and made it my own. So my style can never be compared cause I don't sound like them. You know what yeah, I'm you don't, I'm listening I, to you right now. You don't sound right. like them. If I start to bring your attention, you can see the slight influences, but I don't sound like none of them. But what I took from Pac and what I took from DMX was the feeling. Like, vocal inflection you know, too 
yeah, you don't you don't listen to their music. You feel their music. Pac puts you in a certain space. He puts you in a certain zone. X puts you in a certain space, a certain zone. And a lot of people don't can't do that. A lot right. of artists can't do that. Some people are great at telling stories. Um, some people are great at making hit records. Club bangers. Yeah, you got certain people who know how to connect and draw you into a, a space. Like, you know what I'm saying? And right. even if you might not like the song, you might not like the song, but you're still going to feel where the fuck it was coming from. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's something right. that I always admired about those two. Hey, that no, that's what's up. Uh, you gonna you gonna think my uh, top five is crazy. Um, those those listeners of the Kitchen Couch know my top five. The five is always rotational, but I made somebody secure a couple weeks ago. So number one favorite rapper of all time is E Forty, definitely. Like and see that's the thing. Like uh, at first you might not like the the work that that man has put. That's a fact. It, it it's it goes without saying, and like I literally was just listening to a brand new track he just uh, bumped. Uh, he just put out a new album. Uh, he made a song, "Black Is Beautiful." You should check that out and shit. He's spitting just like just like day yeah. one, just like day one, and and he's also a Scorpio like me. He's flamboyant like me. Like he's just he's kind of like you know what I mean. He's gonna he like he just. He is what he is, and he's gonna do what he gonna do, and he gonna like make it work. However, he's gonna make it work, and like Forty Waters, a fucking legend. He's a fucking legend. The man has his own language, like definitely. Fuck rapping. He has his own language. He's influenced culture with his own speech style. Like, yeah, E Forty's a legend, man. Number two, the locks. Cause it's hard because so it's always between now now shout out to Sheik Luch but it's between Jada and Styles we already know him <laughs> we already right. know and it it's like I, I feel like I feel like Jada has that like the consistent flow that's never gonna where Styles will like kind of like boom like like he kind of like you know he'll he'll hit you with something you didn't even know like he said this line. In the song, that's it's okay, but his verse is fire, right? He said, he said, the tea is herbal, my nigga. The the gun is iron, like just the way he just, it's just like right, right. the steel is, you know what I mean? It's just like what the fuck, bro? I wasn't even, you fucked me up, <laughs> you fucked me up. Um, that's a fact. So shout out to the locks. Uh, number three is the Jacka, rest in peace, the Jacka. Yo, I. Passed away. Um, shout out to Mitchie Slate from San Diego. Shout out. To I had him on the podcast. Mom. Shout out to Mitchie, baby. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Mitchie Slate. Shout out to Rick Nut. Yeah, that. Only a little spin. I, I fuck with. I fuck with a few people out of that camp. But following Mitchie Slate put me on to like a lot of artists out of the bay, like Jay Style, Stalin, um, Stalin, Filthy Rich, Filthy, Juice, uh, mm-hmm. Shady Nate. Like, like, Shady, I, so shout out to Shady Nate, gang. Me listening to them one day, following, you know, I don't know if it was Jay Stalin, but somebody put something up about Jacket, like, you know, RIP, blah, 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 something. And it made me go look him up, and I wind up um, grabbing this album. And I'm like, yo, this this dude right here was something special. That, that, that Jacket, Jacket has some shit, man. 
Jack, I had some shit. I was late, but once I did hear it and caught on to it, that boy got something special, man. R.I.P. to Jack. R.I.P. He's kind of like the perfect mix between conscious and street. Like, it's kind of like, because like, as soon as he'll say something that's just on some hood shit, like, my nigga, I be in the club with a fit, something like that. And then he'll just like, hit you up, like, are you overstanding what I'm saying? And he'll be like... That's a fact. You know what I mean? That's like, like he just, he just, so shout out to him. Uh, you know, Mitchie Slick's the big OG. You know, I had him on the podcast. Shout out to Mitchie. Definitely, gang. Uh, definitely had Shady Nay on the podcast. I fuck with him heavy. Shout out to uh, Livewire, off top. Um, right. Fourth favorite rapper, Andre Nicotina. Andre Nicotina. You gonna have to check him out, bro. He's from the he's from yeah. San Fran. Or he's from Fillmore. He's an old school IMP. Rest in peace to Coognut. You know what I mean? Like he's like one of those people that like, it, like every like a lot of people know him, but like California definitely knows who Andre Nicotina is because he he puts oh, in a lot of work, but he's also not very loud. He's just he just kind of does his thing and he's just there. He's been putting out music for right. years and right. years and years right. and right. years. And he's respected, like, don't get me wrong, like, he has songs with the Jack and all the, all types of people, but he's just kind of like a lone, he's like a, a, a lone wolf type of person. He don't really right, 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 be right, around right, hella right. people. So, um, right. fifth rap, fifth favorite rapper, cemented in now, 8-Ball, definitely. Yo. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Big Boy got some shit with it. Yeah. He got some shit with it. Yeah. And he shout out to MJG shit. the God for sure. MJG is a legend too. Like he could definitely be on my top ten list. But that it eight balls on there just specifically for one album. And it's the lost album. Seriously, mm. when I get depressed, when I get pissed, when I feel in type of way, I put that album on. It just it gives me perspective in twenty twenty that it did in like whatever ninety three or some shit. That's a fact. You know That's what I mean? So like That's a fact. It just like I'm like, ooh, and it just you know, the artist always plays the price. Just there's so many just he just is especially for a southern nigga, like a lot of southern cats are just yeah. like sip and drink, I'm sitting heavy, like, you know, you know and you had to like look at their catalog, like screwed up click, you know. If you heard a couple of their songs, you might think, Oh, you know, they're only talking about lean, but then you gotta go into their deep cuts, they talking about some shit. You know That's what I mean? Fact. But eight ball like always talking about some shit. It don't even matter. It could be right. a club crap cut. He's gonna mention something that's like he spit. Yo, you know what? When I moved down south and I linked with my my homies down south, and they started putting me on to like the classic music that they grew up on, that the the eight ball MJG, the UGK. UGK. Shit, just, you know that's I mean? fifth. That's fifth and, on the list. Is UGK or six? Yeah, my, six. My my my, my boy. My boy was a, a Biggie Forty fan, and he, he and the, the 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 best way he categorized it, cause you know me coming from the East Coast, we big on like lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And anybody who wasn't lyrical, it was just like you know, well he ain't nice. But at the same time, again, we was listening to shit because certain people was just saying some real shit that we identified with, like Master P. Ghetto, ghetto though that that uh, ghetto D that album like we just identified with the hood shit that was going on, but lyrically we wasn't moved by his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're just more connected with the raw reality. Right. And my boy categorized it like the the best way. He said, um, 
He said E-40, UGK, rappers like that, they ain't rappers, they game spitters. Right. You listen to them to soak up the game. You listen to them to... And, I, and, and him putting them in that category, I started seeing a big difference where I could go back and listen to some music from, you know, the East Coast classic albums, and it was dope right. as far as what they were saying and how they were saying it, but they wasn't giving me no substance. They wasn't giving me any instructions. They wasn't giving me, you know... Uh, any perspective of how to move and navigate through certain shit. Now I go right. back and I listen to these other artists, and even though some of them wasn't lyrically advanced, the the, the quality of the shit that they were saying that pertains to the, the environment that we come from or the lifestyle or the choices you made decide because motherfuckers was calling the good and the bad. It wasn't just making the streets out to be just glamorous. They was letting you know. If you choose to do this, this is what's going to come with it. And stand on your shit as a man and blah, 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 so right. forth. And that just kind of, like, it blew my mind. I'm like, damn, he's absolutely right. You know what I mean? And I, I, grew, I grew to appreciate it more from that context. You know what I'm saying? Like, on some real G shit. So, yeah, E-40, A4MJG. UGK is my favorite, one of my favorite groups. Definitely. Like, Pimp C, like... I don't even call him Pimpsy. I call him Uncle Chad. Like that motherfucker right there. Right. That's 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 my guy. In the same way you saying like, when you in that space of being depressed or whatever, and you could pop in this album that was recorded in ninety something and it's still relevant today. That's how I am with UGK. Right. And definitely, preferably a lot with Pimpsy. I could pop in, uh, riding dirty. Mm. And like when I'm in my mindset of. set my mind to a goal. I listen to them because everything that they saying is basically like keep your mind focused and keep pushing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no excuse not to make it happen. You know right. what I'm saying? All these right. distractions, everything that's going on, fuck all that shit, make right. it happen, get it out the mud. You get what I'm saying? You so know what? I have to relate to you with the eight ball shit. The UGK is my favorite group. And that's only because 8-Ball as a solo artist is my favorite. But UGK right. is my favorite group because, and now a lot of people, I feel like this goes, I mean, probably not people like me and you, but it goes above a lot of people's heads where it's like, I felt like when they were rapping, they played different roles. Like, Pimp a was bad. a pimp, and he also was the dude getting hoed and used. And like, I was selling drugs, but I'm also getting punked and beat up. And like, I'm a square. Or like, right. I'm on drugs, and I'm fucking withdrawing. Or like, whatever i'm right. getting money i'm not now i'm in the pen and like my bitch like every type of angle that you could think like conspiracy we're like every type of subject every type of different category you could think about they were rapping about it and like you you would put on a song like um i'm trying to think of a uh well oh man i'm, I'm losing it is a, a bun only song but it's basically going back and forth with this chick just talking shit with each other same with like e40 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. situational, every type of situational music. So, it's just something about that really just kind of resonates me, with me. Because a, a lot of times, you know, you put in you put in somebody's album and it's like, you get, you get like, one style, which is fine. Like, if I'm in the mood for that, then, like, that's fine. But then, like, 
like say like like Wu Tang can kind of be like that, but also I love Wu Tang. They're probably like my second or third favorite, or probably my third favorite, I'd say, group, just because it's like, what the fuck is this influence from? You know what I mean? Right. What the fuck? Right. Who is your guys' dad? I don't know. I mean, can you say? Can you say? Uh, fucking um, D- Melly Mel and were their dads? No, hell no. Like right. Rock right. Him, right. maybe. Right. Like I don't know. You know what right. I mean? They were so it's just kind of like that. So, um, but they kind of have that that still kind of like one style that you're really expecting right. from them too. Right. So right. they weren't really playing that many angles as much as UGK was. I think UGK probably get more slept on in that sense. You know what I mean? No, that's a fact. That's a that's a whole fact. A lot. Of, I, I feel like um, sad to say after Pimp C passed away, um, I feel like it became trendy to shout UGK and RIP Pimp C. I, I just felt like it was. <coughs> You know, at the time, you got to think the South was like huge shit, for one. Um, number two, he was like a huge ambassador. He was trying to South. connect like, it all together. Argued like you that's know why I mean? he was. And that's why he's dead. <laughs> right, brought a lot of motherfuckers together from the South. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, for some people it was just trendy, and they don't really understand why. But um. Absolutely, it was slept the fuck on right. because, oh man, they, they if you just go through the catalog, like it's it's ridiculous. Like it's it's so bad with with UGK. Like let's say I'm up in 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 a studio. Like I got my own studio, so let's say I'm up in the studio and I get done work and I just start listening to music, and it's like late. If I plan, if I got something to do early in the morning. I can't start listening to UGK because I'm going to start just going through so many song after song after song after song. I'm not going to go to sleep when I'm supposed to because I'll just be up. Oh, oh, let me look up this one. Let me look up this one. Let me find this one. Oh, I forgot about, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'll I'll binge, you know what I'm saying? So when I know, like, it's late night something, I can't even listen to UGK because the the motherfuckers, man, UGK is definitely fucking slept up. And uh, here's... Here's a here's a connection. Uh, shout uh, to the "Use Me Up" video. He's got the Nirvana Kurt Cobain shirt on. So shout out to Pimp C, gang gang. He That's knew what guy. was up. He knew what was up. Um, so uh, I was gonna ask you. So as far as your music goes, if there's like one thing that you want people to take away from your music, what would you say it is? Or like what is what is like a? Uh, it's hard to just. I don't want to box you in. You feel me? But like. Right. 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 Like, what what is something that you want to portray, you want people to make sure they're portraying in your in your music particularly? Um, just something from nothing. Um, I, I, you know, I talk street shit, which is, you know, uh, where I come from, my background, but... I was never one of the one of the people who allowed my environment to define me or box me in. So, if if one thing that that I want people to take away is, we may come from you know the hood. We might come from a place with not many opportunities, but that doesn't mean that we can't create the opportunities. You get what I'm saying? So, right. 
my music is always to like the underdog trying to give people in the trenches hope that there's more you know what i mean because again like i said i was blessed to move somewhere and be exposed to more and see more you know what i'm saying so right that's kind of like my underlying thing like you know the, the young the young homies now that's out here ripping and running the streets just communicating to them and trying to you know kind of feed them that information or that knowledge you know what i'm saying you might have to right now, now at this point in your life be doing x y and z but instead of like other rappers who motherfuckers done been in a game six seven years and made millions billions of dollars ain't a pack or drugs and that's if they really come from that lifestyle right but every track that they talk about is basically feeding motherfuckers the mentality to stay on a block lead the block block that's all it could be my music i'm also saying take advantage of the opportunities of what you have in front of you but prep the next situation you know what i'm saying like it's more than just a hood it's more than just a block yeah you here now move accordingly be wise handle your business but it's chess you should be thinking three four moves ahead to to, to move forward so if anything in my music is just not being trapped, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not not feeling like we can't do shit else, we can't do nothing more. So I try to like, you know, um, just put medicine like the can, you know what I'm saying? I try mm. to like leave trails of breadcrumbs because I got to relate, you know what I mean? If you, if you just talk a lot of smart wisdom and shit like that, most motherfuckers don't want to hear that shit. So I got to relate to you first and I can relate because I know how it feels to be on a block and it's a middle world war and you're right. watching everything moving coming through you know what I'm saying I know how it feels to lose homies lose friends have close calls uh, you know be treated fucked up by the police you know what I'm saying like all types of shit I know how to relate to all that shit scrambling hustling right. I, know how to, I know how to relate to you on that note so let me relate to you there and then once you connect with me, now let me guide you in another direction without you even realize I'm doing it. So for me, that that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? Just you might have nothing right now, but that don't mean that you got to end with nothing. You might be, you know, uh, born into a fortunate situation. You know, some people, parents fell victim to drugs, and a lot of young kids had to step up and start doing adult shit to help at home right but that doesn't mean that has to be the rest of your life story you know what i'm saying you could do more so Absolutely. that's just that's just always my shit man mm-hmm. just really kind of pushing for more hope you know what i'm saying and, and let motherfuckers know that there's there's more out there that can be done the animation just been kept for us or they made us think that we couldn't do anything more so that's mm-hmm. one one key thing that i want to resonate from my music you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah if you like some bars I said, it's just sound weird, and it's that third, it sound pussy, you hear that, cool. But if I don't touch your soul, I don't motivate you, or inspire you to want to, to, want to do more, then, then to me, I, I, it ain't nothing special about the shit. Right, right. 
Absolutely, and I, I respect that. No, and I respect that, and I, I, I'm loving this conversation. It makes me want to go back and definitely peep your catalog a lot more, and uh, definitely, you know, even what I've been listening to has just been up right up my alley, too, because I don't like bumping a lot of new stuff, like, as far as rap. Like, I listen to a lot of different types of music, but I grew up like a hip-hop historian, you feel me? But, like, at the same time, like, you know, I like house music, you feel me? I grew up listening to house, and by the way, people, house is a black genre, so don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I listen to uh, rock and roll, you know what I mean? I I had my metal period. I I had different periods, but I always listened to rap, like, heavy, like... And I knew, you know what I mean? I knew what I, like, I'm like a five percenter about my shit. So, like, right. you know what I mean? I know, but then I, even though now it's just gotten crazy eclectic in different directions, but I started this podcast to basically be like, you know, how, first of all, how do I make it all make sense? And and my right. my first thought was, how do I make, how do I start a business with nothing? I know how to run my mouth. I know how to cook a little bit. And... I'm like, as soon as far as you know, right, right off the bat, it's pretty cheap. But then, you know, eventually right. investments and shit ain't always cheap at the end of the day if you still want to continue your right. craft and own it. Right. But I also, like, the me, I'm like a renaissance man. Like, I like, right. you feel me? I like, I like fucking cooking. You know, I'm a weed connoisseur. You know what I mean? I like designing right. fashion. I like... You feel me? I shit. I grew up going to raves, all types of just crazy shit. You feel me? And like niggas could do right. that shit too. And it is like I grew right. up, like I grew up in Seattle, thinking what I'm doing was white. But I don't give a fuck because I'm just trying to right. out here doing me. You feel me? Like yeah. I don't give a fuck. So That's people being be, true to yourself. Right, right. And so like now it's like, oh what? No, why would you think that? It's like no because. It's different, you know what I mean? It was different back then, whereas now. So I just had to grow up and be like, hey, you think I'm fucking corny? Hey, it is what it is. Like, And so I think that resonates with the podcast, too, So a lot of people are like, wow, you know, we're not monolithic. You feel me? We're not monolithic. Right. Like, right. you know, right. And, and, and just because, you know, you see one portrayed image of what is and everything else isn't, or like, you know, for instance, like Ghostface Killer, like I love him as a rapper, but it's like that's kind of like an embodiment of rap for a long time. Right. Just right. to go in that direction, kind of sound like him, kind of be like him or whatever. I'm just using him as an example. But right, like, right, right, right. you know, and it's just like, what about the fucking um, uh, J- Jamiroquais and the fucking just wow. Lenny Clavitz yeah, and yeah. shit? You feel me? Like, there's so many different, like, you know what I'm saying? Arrested Development. Like, they're Soul to Soul. Right. There's so many different... Midnight Star. There's so many different levels that we were doing at the time. It wasn't just, boom, here it is. Just that. Yeah, right. so I kind of hear him here to represent everything. You know what I mean? And, and just kind of bring right. it all together. And I just kind of got some dope people that started fucking with me. So I was just like, maybe this is going in the right direction. So I'm like, kind of right. just happy and just blessed and living in the blessing and you know what I'm saying? And and just keeping my head down, grinding and gaining these connections like you. You feel me? And so, and then, you know, eventually when this corona shit is up, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, bro, where's the property on the low in Syracuse? So I might have to like, you know what I'm saying? Rent out some, you know, or Atlanta or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's all about establishing the connection too. Like, networking, man. you feel me? So I just, you're absolutely right. Right. 
And so like I just kind of am like try, I'm here trying to trying to make it work and I think I think it's okay. I think it's okay. And so um so collection plate is out right now. Go ahead and cop that. Do you right. got any vinyls? Are you in you got vinyl or you got any physical got, copies uh, too? I got uh, physical CDs and I got uh, I got limited physical CDs and limited weed trays. Um, oh nice. Okay. For this project um Vinyl, we uh, we, 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 we entertaining a few different possibilities of creating some vinyls. Um, as of right now, I'm gonna say no. Um, but in, their, in the near future, we'll, we'll see how things is turning out. Right, um, right. It's it's a it's a, a strong response to this project. This 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 project is getting a lot of it's it's tuning a lot of people in stands. So. Maybe it will, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we might we might whip up some vinyl, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. But for now, it's it's, it's on every streaming platform, collection plate. Um, and you can hit me on my my Instagram, DM me for uh, physicals. Um, my M A F underscore F O G M G. Um, but yeah, right now we we got the we got the limited. What I'm basically doing is like um, kind of like a purple tape. I've made so many physicals, and once I sell them, I'm not never creating that Ooh. particular CD again. You're not gonna... Instead, I have a I have an alternate cover that I'm gonna create, but I'm never gonna create. Like you can never get the weed tray, you can never get the CD. Like you'll never get that original cover again. So I love that like, collector's edition. It's more so like um like my thing is moving forward now um. I'm not selling CDs. I'm not selling vinyl. I'm not selling T-shirts. I'm selling collectibles. I'm saying everything that I'm going to do is going to be, like, limited. And I'm doing it more so to identify my real fans. I'm saying, like, we... This social media shit allows a lot of people to claim they support or act like they support you got a lot of people who know what you're doing they just spectate don't share they don't post your shit they don't do nothing but then they'll see you in public and tell you that they support you but how the fuck you support me and i don't see it so that's where um this this ideal or this campaign came from was like yo you know what i'm just gonna start creating some you know unique merch and it started with this project. I had a project that I released last year called The Ghost Of. I didn't do no physicals, nothing. I just put it out, you know, digitally and it just was everywhere. Um but collection plate is basically the 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 beginning of me separating real fans from kind of fans and people who just full of shit. You know what I mean? So my thing is God willing, um, I could be showing up somewhere to do a show and I could blast on Instagram or Twitter that anybody who shows up with this particular merch or da 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 may get into the show at a discounted price. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because Ooh. that's showing me my real fans from the people who not fans. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's a way that I could give back to... No, my my real support. Day ones. 
right if mm-hmm. I decided to do like a contest or a giveaway for me to be able to say that you got to have one of these physical items you got to have you know what I mean now I'm giving back to the people who have invested in me and I'd appreciate you know uh, my creative expression and my art you know what right. I'm saying so off top you got right to right now right so right now um we, we, we kicking it off first with, with collection play so I got the physical CDs and even with the, the physical CD it comes with a um a download code everybody has their own private download code and password um to be able to put it like your phone or your computer or whatever the fuck you know what I mean you know, most guys don't even have CDs so a lot of people didn't even open it like a lot of people like I'm not even opening the CD like I'm gonna put it up and I could just download it on everything and be able to oh, stream it. That's you know what I'm saying? Play right on the phone. So right now my, my whole thing is um I ain't really tripping off of the money more. So I just want to be able to separate my real fans. I'm just trying to find my fans. You know what I'm saying? Wherever they are. I'm not um catering to nobody. I'm making music that's true to me. Um what I love, what I like, you know what I'm saying? And what is it's supposed to be what, eight billion motherfuckers in the world. I believe I'm trying to find your tribe. People. Yeah, I feel like my my people are spread out through it, and you got ten seconds left, them. brother. You said what? You got eight tech. Oh, hey, thanks for being on the kitchen couch. I'm a, four seconds is gonna kick me off. Okay. And I'm gonna get right back at you. Damn, I hate Instagram. Be a hoe for that. Instagram be a straight hoe for that. Hold on. I'm going to get this private uh, chat real quick. Um, Shout out to Mafioso. I'm just going to tag him in this post real quick. Then I'm going to tap in with him real quick and just uh, finish this up. Yeah, man, my bad. I wanted to finish this up. We were just kind of on a good roll real quick, so I just wanted you to finish what you were saying. Oh, am I muted? Can you hear me? Oh, you you got... Can you hear me? Yo. Yo? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted you to finish what you were saying. We're kind of on a roll there, so I wanted to let you finish up and not feel rushed. And IG is a fucking hoe. Real talk. Yeah, what the fuck was we just saying before I got cut off? Oh, you were just talking about separating your real fans from, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, nah, just, um, right now, um, I'm just focused on a fan campaign. Like, you know, I ain't really tripping off the money, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I do want to make money off, off of, you know my music to be able to, you know, live off of my dream and, and, and my gift and my passion. But as of right now, I'm just trying to find my people. I'm trying to find those who would appreciate what I do, um, who love my music, who would, would connect with my perspective, my vibe, my energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right now, that that's, that's, that's mainly what I'm on is just, Building, building my tribe, you know what I'm saying? Building my, my, my squad, you know what I'm saying? My, my core, my hardcore fans. So, you know what I mean? That, that's basically the phase I'm in right now. 
Right, man. And I just appreciate you tapping in and uh, fucking with me, bro. I think we got a good little chemistry, so we should definitely be linked in off top. And I just wanted to, yeah, say thank you for being on the kitchen couch, you know. Uh, so basically, yeah, I'm re- I've been recording too. I record two ways, so um, I'm gonna okay. add some hashtags. I tagged you in the post, but I'm gonna add some hashtags and shit. And then uh, basically, uh, you know, I'll be probably in about mm, two maybe roughly two weeks or less it'll it'll be dropped on all platforms like spotify soundcloud you feel me whatever the itunes google play whatever you name it is dropped so definitely so yeah bro i'm gonna have to fuck with you and definitely fuck with me let's build man let's 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 build like I, i definitely uh i appreciate what you building for one number two i appreciate the perspective you know what i'm saying like i i love when you were saying like you know you went to like the renaissance shit you know and and, and like just being a historian within hip-hop and not really listening to like a lot of new shit and it's funny because that's kind of the space i'm in right now and i like me and ba just uh went down to new york city last weekend um he did a video with shy half but um, on a drive back up, just talking and I was, you know, just telling him like, I've been listening to what's current in the subgenre of hip hop that we make, um, you know, uh, appreciate and you know the Bennies and the West Side Guns, the Thirty Eight Specials, Rome Streets, guys like that. Um, but I found myself just going back and just listening to like the classic albums that I love from the nineties and just Ice Cube, Biggie, fucking yeah. Red Man, shit like that. Right. And just seeing what was what was genius about those projects because right now this is like the resurgence of the nineties, but I feel like very much so. Only certain parts of the nineties being remade. And it's like that wasn't just the only things being done. Right. Even by these certain artists that people are paying homage to, they made a lot of other records as well that wasn't even meant to go commercial, but went commercial because they just were so dope and so honest. Right. So, right. As of right now, well, as of lately, I've been just listening to like classic albums that I enjoyed when I was younger. Now that I'm more mature and of age, I can appreciate the depth and the science in it and, and, and what actually made it special other than it just sounded dope and it was good or whatever the fuck. Right. But um, when you said that, you know, when you said that about you, you like, you don't really listen to too much new music. I, it kind of, I kind of laugh because I'm like, that's the same type of wave. I've been on for like probably six months now. Right. Um, right. Just go back and just tap in. You know what I mean? So now nah, we definitely... Definitely, definitely got to build. I'm a big Spotify head, so, like, like like, if I listen to hip-hop, like, new shit, it's got to be stupid underground. Like, it it just, I'm like, who, like, and, you know, shout-out to a lot of these big, I guess maybe one one person I would consider, like, and he he ain't even really on my playlist like that, but I am now appreciate him as, like, Lil Baby. Like, he's somebody that's, like, he can actually spit, but he's hella commercial, too. But, like, he can actually spit, right. and he's spitting a good message. So it's just kind of like, I kind of, like, respect him. I don't really listen to him too much. You know, and, like, once in a while, like, 
I, I get the moods. Like, I could listen to a little Uzi Vert and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. I get it. Like, I get where he's trying to go with it. He's kind of like a fresh Prince of Bel-Air type shit. People don't even see that. They're sleeping on it. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I might listen to one little Uzi track and then go back and listen to 36 Chambers of Death, like, start to f- finish, like, no no problem. You know what I mean? Like, or I'll go back and then listen to Super Tight. You feel me? Like, you know what right. I mean, or and I have my playlist where it's basically just like zero. I was gonna mention zero, like people like that, where it's just consistently on the playlist. It's kind of like you might. The only time you're really gonna hear a new track is on Lights Music or Discover Weekly. Other than that, like Release Radar, you know what I mean. Like if if you're not on the main list, but then also what I but but then see I've been sleeping too because I'm like hella people fuck with me, so I'm like. I've been starting to make like a little playlist on Spotify of all the people that I've started to interview and shit. And it's like kind of dope, like just like, you know, and like I'll kind of play it in the background. So that way, you know, licensing and bullshit. I don't try to be like doing the extra, but like because I've interviewed Mac Mall and like if I play a Mac Mall song, it's going to get flagged like period. So it's just like kind of like. I got, I, but I just, like, Keith Murray, like, he's like, he's like, yo, bump my shit. And I'm like, I got you. Like, you're a god. Like, of right, course. Right, right, so, like, somebody right. like you, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna add, like, your, 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 some of your music to my freaking, my little TKC radio. And, uh, yeah, definitely fuck with you. We're yeah. definitely gonna have to build off top. I appreciate Run the numbers it, up, baby. Run the numbers you, up. Bro. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, doing the interview, man, and, and linking, man. Like, it's just kind of crazy how music is connecting people, you know, all over the country, all over the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's why I said it's just my whole focus is just tapping into finding my people and finding, you get what I'm saying? Right, so even with right. something like this, you doing an interview with BA and BA say, yo, go check out. You know what I mean? You feel um, me? Da, da, da. And then just conversing and talking, I feel, you know what I mean, a mutual respect for just the culture and the art within itself. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so absolutely, man. We're going to keep building. Off top, brother. Hey, peace be with you, brother. Same to you, my man. All right, man. Yeah, man, that was Mafioso. That was an, a dope conversation. Had to tap back back in with him right quick. And uh, you know what I'm saying. Get some real things. I got some real tangs. Some real... Hey, visit thekitchencouch.com. You feel me? Collection Plate. Oh, sorry. Collection Plate by Mafioso is out right now. Kitchencouch.com. Go ahead and peep that. I'm Nathan Nice, the light skin board. And I got to get out this bitch deuces.